Good evening, folks. Welcome to Dice Roll Zine Ramblecast, episode 18. New Year's Day, 2020. Holy crap, a new decade. Anyway, tonight's topics, what are we going to have? Well, I'm going to talk about what's been up with me for RPGs for the last little while. Then probably I'm going to venture into the worst house rules you've ever had. And then after that, we're going to do a two-minute review of the Troika Science Fantasy RPG. Cue the Amonomarth! Hey Steve, Tim from Gothers Manor here. Glad to hear you back on the mic, man. I need to hear more of your obnoxious swearing and your metal music. So uh, keep it up, man, and hopefully you can get some gaming in in 2020 and uh, get a little bit more sleep at the same time. Take care and have a great holiday, Steve. Hey man, Joe Lawyer here. I'm in the middle of uh, listening to your podcast. I love you're pulling out all the notes and you find extra maps and handwritten notes and all that shit. I love that. First of all, I love that box set. It was my, it's like my favorite. It's the go-to. And uh, I, I stuffed it full of extra crap too. And I love when you find the old stuff that, hey, I must have used this 30-some years ago. And, you know, it just brings back memories, man. It's like strolling through memory lane. I saved all this shit. Me and my brother ever used or played every scrap of paper I could keep you know because you never know you might need it again plus paper was expensive so you have to use the other side right <laughs> but uh yeah that's fun shit man going through all that stuff is like memory lane could keep it going man i love that welcome back to podcasting dude i've been i've been away a few months myself and i'm thinking about getting back into it but uh i've been really enjoying your your podcast there dude take it easy thank you tim thank you joe for your wonderful calls uh to the dice roll zine ramble cast Tim, yeah, it's been ages since I've been on doing the podcasting thing. Um, it's kind of nice to be back. <laughs> it uh, gives me something to do, right? But um, it's been hard to find time uh, with with the kids. And um, I'm glad you appreciate uh, the kind of zaniness that I have here on, uh, on my stupid little podcast. <laughs> so cheers, dude. Hopefully I get to game with you very soon. Uh, and Joe, thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, leaving me that call. Uh, yeah, treasures from the past. Totally, man. That's uh, the wonderful surprises that we find in our old gaming box sets and books and notes tucked into pages here and there and things in the margins and all the wonderful ephemeral stuff we we have used in the past and and then look back fondly on or <laughs> or maybe not so fondly um when we look at them but uh thanks for uh, thanks for enjoying the podcast I'm, I'm well i'm glad you enjoyed the podcast and uh thanks for tuning in man look forward to many more and i have to get into a game with you sometime man 
your reputation procedure, and I think it would be uh, a lot of cool fun to play with you. Anyway, take care, dude. Later. I've been up to with RPGs for the last year. Well, <laughs> raising kids, two kids, I have a two and a half year old and an 11 month old, uh, not a whole fucking lot has been going on with role playing games for me for the last year. Uh, really, it's only been the last couple of months where stuff has started to happen a little bit. Um, one, my uh, home campaign started again in November. That is the Gloomberg campaign. Uh, I don't like the name, but it is what it is. That's what we've been calling it. We use the old school essentials rules uh, with the advanced fantasy options and uh, some customized health rules. And Gloomberg, the Gloomberg campaign is kind of my Solomon Cain, Puritan, witch-hunting, fantasy, warhammer-type setting, which I'm enjoying very much, with sort of some Lovecraftian undertones uh, mixed in as well. Um, So that's been great fun. We've run four or five sessions of that since uh, late October, early November, and um, we're going to continue that into the new year. I'll provide campaign updates uh, for that as we go along. Other than that, uh, the major thing with me, uh, really, over the last little couple of years, been Dice Roll Zine. I put my second issue out in the spring of 2019, and basically it was an abysmal failure, uh, financially. Uh, I had it professionally printed, and I still have a box of like a 100 of these fucking things still sitting here i mean I, I have no idea how to market this thing i have with two kids i have no time to do it or come up with a plan for that uh, really kind of a mess <laughs> just it's, it's just stuff dice rosine is something i created because i, I couldn't maintain a blog and uh, i thought it would be easier to put it all into a zine format and get it out there for people to use but you know, or enjoy, and and it's become just a cluster fuck of pain in the ass things. Trying to edit it and get it all formatted, then produced. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that. PDF sales have been pretty consistent, um, so maybe that's the way I go. I have some seem to have some dedicated hardcore followers who who purchased the first issue and the second issue. So maybe I print a few copies at home or at the local copy shop for for those guys and gals. Or maybe I do print-on-demand only for... That doesn't seem right to That doesn't feel right to me. But I'm not not sure what I'm going to do with Dice Rolzine. I've got so much content for it. 
and I just I, I don't know how to put it together I mean I have a I have a laminator which I bought last year at Christmas time maybe I'll go the Gothridge Manor route I don't know Tim hit me up with some ideas about that <laughs> I mean you do that excellently um, see I don't know I, I don't know what to do with dice rolling. Um, I'm kind of a, feeling a bit lost with it right now. I liked the idea of a zine, but the 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 complications of producing a zine and putting it all together and being the sole writer and paying artists and stuff, it's just made it a financial black hole, basically. So I'm kind of stuck with what I'm going to do there. So, really that's, really, that's what's been up with me, with RPGs. Uh, kind of sweet fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> until until recently with the home games uh, starting to get going and I've heard and there's been some rumblings in the last couple of days uh, with some guys I play with online uh, the pro parlors if anybody knows those guys or remembers them and who they are that uh, they, we might start up again so we'll see what happens with there I'm looking forward to that if it does happen Tonight's other topic, the worst house rules ever. Now, you know, we always talk about house rules that work. And we all talk about how smart we are. Uh, maybe not saying so, but um, we all think we're clever. we got these amazing house rules. And, and you know, oh, I do this for, for that. And I do initiative this way. And I do armor class that way. And, and how whatever it is, I do healing this way. Uh, you know, I magic points for spells, this, that, and the other thing. House rules, house rules, house rules. Well, we only ever talk about the good house rules. What about the bad house rules? We never talk about those, do we? I don't recall hearing that on anybody's podcast. Maybe I've missed it. I've kind of been in a podcast blackout zone for a, a while. So if I somebody else has covered this topic, I apologize. What are the worst house rules you've ever used now I'm guessing if they're really bad they probably don't last very long maybe one combat or maybe a session something like that but are there any bad house rules that you've ever used that have lasted for a few sessions or maybe even a campaign or you used for years and you look back and you go why the fuck did I use that that's stupid so what are those ring me up let me know what the worst house rules you've ever used are. Now, to be the sacrificial lamb type person, of course, I'm going to talk about some of my own worst house rules. So, there are so many. <laughs> I mean, basically anything involving uh, weapon speeds, which, uh, in you know, I mean, are part and parcel of AD&D. Um, but modifications to those uh, never went well. Anything modifying initiative and making it complex generally didn't go well. Probably the worst one I've ever done. <laughs> well, actually, there's two. There's two really, really bad ones. One, we had, uh, and I'm just talking AD&D here and Dungeons & Dragons in general. If you have some for a, another system, feel free to let me know what the system is. and, and It doesn't really matter. I'm just trying to spark some some conversation but um, the two worst for me I don't know which one is worse but one of them was we we came up with a system 
for AD&D combat where your actions took a specific amount of time. So we eliminated the round format and we went with a second by second combat system. I think we, we must have stolen this from some other game system. We weren't that brilliant. So maybe we stole it from Harn Master or something weird like that. You know, a semi-popular game or, or, you know, whatever. But, so, so like an attack, a sword attack would take, you know, whatever, like two seconds. Or a shield bash would take like one second. We came up with something like that. And so we tracked everybody's actions in combat, every combatant's actions, by the time it took. And then carried them out at the end of that time period. So it was a total fucking mess. <laughs> and I'm next to impossible to maintain any kind of order in the combat. But we thought we were so clever and we figured out complicated ways to do it. And we did this for, I don't know, probably two, three sessions, I think, before we, we just utterly abandoned the idea. The second one for me was um, headshots uh, for ad and I had a house rule where headshots made against an opponent that did not have a helm were made with a minus two penalty but the head's armor class was considered to be a base 10 plus or minus dexterity modifiers and not only that if you dealt max damage maximum damage on the attack you could knock out or stun uh, the opponent depending on a saving throw i think we had it in there as well so you you can imagine how that went base armor class 10 plus or minus dexterity modifiers no armor at all if you weren't wearing a helm covered your head it was basically a campaign of headshots <laughs> guys were going after heads left right and center and it didn't it just was a mess guys were getting knocked out stunned and then auto killed and it was just a bloody gory mess if you didn't wear a helm that was it and so you had guys running around you know wizards running around with helmets so they wouldn't get headshots right that was it was a total farce of of like a combat house rule anyway that, that so those are my two worst second by second combat action resolution and stupid headshots without helmets my two worst house rules for Deads and Dragons. Dice Roll Zine Ramblecast. Two Minute Reviews. Two Minute Review. Troika Science Fantasy RPG Numinous Edition Produced by Melsonian Arts Council Author Daniel Sell Hardcover Edition 112 pages Full Color A5 Format Because like British, you know Troika the Science Fantasy RPG Numinous Edition The Good Stuff uh, Number 1 The Presentation and Layout The presentation and layout is concise, the rules are clearly written, the high quality of materials and design choices are obvious, 
with things like paper colors, uh, the basis weight of the paper, the use of the end papers for tables, uh, the amazing vibrant color uh, cover art. Troika is a beautiful book to behold. It's sturdy and it's organized very well. The second good thing about Troika, the implied setting. Flavor oozes from every page of this book. It's weird, it's psychedelic, it's way fucking out there. The other good thing about the implied setting is it serves as an example of how to take this game system and do it yourself. The third good thing about Troika is it's rules light, and I mean truly rules light, but with open-ended guts. It is based on fighting fantasy, well known to those fans of 80s British RPGs. The rules are easily adaptable to any genre. It's not like a lot of rules light RPGs which are clocking at like 200 pages because they're full of a whole bunch of stuff that you probably don't need but sell better on Kickstarter. Now, the bad things about Troika Science Fantasy RPG. And basically, they are the same as the good things about Troika RPG. One, the presentation and layout. Um, there is far too much white space in all of the backgrounds that are described in the character creation section. I thought that space could have been used more effectively. The art, while beautiful, is also hit and miss. Personally, the art for all of the backgrounds, I'm not a big fan of. It kind of looks like Picasso-designed playing cards. And the other artwork throughout the book is imaginative, colorful, and evocative. And some of it is just not very impressive, as far as I'm concerned. The other thing about the presentation and layout, which uh, did not impress me very much, is right in the character creation section, we have roll die 66 on the background table and record possessions and skills. Well, there is no background table for <laughs> anywhere located in the book. All the, the backgrounds are described, but there's no table that it says to roll on. So that's a little bit of an editorial oversight. The second bad thing about Troika RPG, the implied setting. All of the good things I said previously can also be bad things. Flavor oozes from every page. Well, that can't really be a bad thing. But the weird psychedelic way fucking out there uh, kind of implied setting is not to everyone's taste. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, if you're if you're not into that kind of hookah parlor, space jetting, weird... Anyway, it's not for everyone. And uh, the third thing I don't like about the Troika RPG is it's rules light. It's got open-ended guts. It's easy adaptable to any genre. And some people don't like that. A lot of people want more concrete rules, um, like more specifics. This game is not going to be for those kinds of people. If you come from more of a later edition D&D or Pathfinder background or Rollmaster background or more of a crunchy background, you're not going to take this game system. So... To sum it all up, the good, presentation and layout, implied setting, rules light, the bad, presentation and layout, implied setting, and rules light. How's that for a weird review for ya? Troika, the science fantasy RPG, numinous edition, which I supported, uh, by the way, on Kickstarter. So, just so everybody knows about that. Uh, Melsonian Arts Council, author Daniel Sell, hardcover, 100, 112 pages, full color, A5 format, two and a half metal horns out of four.